0: To another episode of Doncast, uh the Doncaster Rovers podcast from the Doncaster Free Press, and one where we reflect on a first league defeat of the season for Doncaster Rovers and a frustrating, sort of gutting one at that, uh, coming in the injury in injury time against Blackpool. Um, Peter, Cat, your thoughts on uh, on this evening?
1: I think you've already summed it up, and I just think it was a really, real. real... A real sickening defeat in a way, Uh, got done by a sucker punch uh, goal uh, in the last minute of the three minutes that were added on, although we did play a bit after that, but uh, 93rd minute, I mean it it was nil-nil all all the way wasn't it and I think that would have been a fair result but then the 93rd minute Rovers got caught out pushing forward, uh, path from Ben Whiteman I think got intercepted and they charged down the right hand side, ball came over, and, and Nandale, the big striker who came on as substitute, headed home. And there wasn't, you know, Rovers have had a habit this season of coming back after going behind, but in this game there just wasn't enough time. I don't think they played as well tonight, they certainly didn't play as well as they did at, at, at switch. but I think you've got to give Blackpool a bit of credit for that, the way they set their stall out uh how well organized they were and, and they certainly didn't come to park the bus or uh, defend because uh, uh, in the second half they you know they made two substitutions and brought took two strikers up and put two strikers on uh, in, in in their place put some fresh legs on uh, in attack but whenever they had to defend they got players behind the ball and made it very very difficult for Rovers to have uh, to, to break through them and, and, and the other thing I think the difference from Saturday was where Whiteman and Sheaf and got so much space in front of the back four to, uh, to pass the ball around and, and get attacks started, uh, they didn't have that space tonight, Simon Grace and uh, Blackpool manager obviously done his homework and and stop Rovers uh, being at the most effective tonight. Not the not the best performance. It wasn't a, a dreadful performance either. Should have had a point, uh, but in the end got nothing. And uh, that's a real signet and uh, a body blow from which they need to bounce back as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I think it, it it certainly looked like Simon Grayson had done his homework from from that Ipswich game. Rovers afforded so much space at Ipswich. And certainly, that wasn't the same uh, tonight at all. Sort of, Blackpool lined up with a back three that were very much a back five. Whenever Rovers were in possession, then the three-man midfield sort of shielded that back five, and there were just so many bodies and players stepping stepping forward to close down very, very quickly. I think Blackpool did a really, really good job, and, and a lot of credit must must go to them. And, and as you say, I think. Sheaf and Whiteman were, were sort of targeted if you, if you stifle them and perhaps this is a concern for Rovers if teams can manage to stifle Whiteman and Sheaf it, it often stifles the, uh, the players as a whole for Rovers
1: I think it's a tribute in a sense to, to Rovers the start they've made that, that, that teams are, t- are really taking them seriously and, uh, and paying them a lot of respect in terms of how they're setting the stall out to, in, in the way to play against them
0: yeah, um, t- it, it did for a long period feel like it was just going to be one of those nights and one of those nights where Rovers it, would enjoy the better of the attacking play but not get the winner and unfortunately they've ended up on the losing end of it uh, thanks to thanks to that late one but after, I still think there's there's plenty that they can take from this going forward um, and, and Darren Moore says it's a lesson that they've got to learn yeah. but then he, he says this it's a lesson that they've got to learn kind of pointing at Pushing quite hard for uh, for a goal late on has, has caught him out, but then in the next breath is saying that he, he's not really going to discourage him from doing that.
1: No, I think I think, um, think they paid the penalty in the end really for for trying too hard to to, to win the game. I, I know it's come off in the past and they've scored late goals and and that's fair enough. But you you know you got to keep an eye out at the back as well and. They just got caught pushing a lot of players forward, trying, trying to, trying to get the three points. And you know, you can't blame them for that. Um, and, and, and credit to, to Blackpool; I think they were very fortunate to come away with three points. But credit to them because when that chance did come at the end, they took it, didn't they? And I'm sure we would have been delighted if the book been on the other foot and uh, it had happened to us. But now, uh, nothing. Uh, they got nothing from the game tonight, and they couldn't have a. Tougher game to, to bounce back on, on Saturday against former manager Darren Ferguson's Peterborough side uh, with a, at, at the Keep Moat. But I thought, I think the worst, I mean, I know people are going to say tonight, uh, you know, two games without a goal, time we brought a striker in, etc., etc. And I do agree to a certain extent with that. We could do with maybe. A different sort of striker, somebody with a physical presence uh, up there. The trouble is, Keziah Sterling uh, is out the moment, uh, still out with this dead leg injury, which has turned out to be, you know, taking a little bit longer than uh, than, than I think initially anticipated. Uh, but hoping that he'll be back uh, in time for the weekend. But um, yeah, I think it's just just a shame. But having said that, I thought Niall Ennis uh, played. Uh, Really well up front tonight, without getting a goal, without any success. He he had to sort of plough a long furrow up there by by himself at, at times against two big strong centre backs. Uh, but he put himself about. He he fought for the ball and he was very tenacious and uh, and very hard working. And uh, so tribute to to him that he didn't get disheartened by uh, by the lack of progress tonight and kept uh, kept on. Uh, Battling away until the end. Yeah, well, a tough one for Ennis tonight against a, a very big backline
0: uh, from uh, from Blackpool. He certainly knows that he'll have been in a game. We were sort of talking about it as we we're walking back to the car. This laid-back nature of uh, Darren Moore after, yeah. uh, and the, I think that one full display in his uh, in his post-match press conference. Uh, they're just going to roll on from this one. He doesn't expect too
1: much of a hangover. He had a smile on his face a lot of time through it. And yeah. um, and why shouldn't um, he? Um, I mean, exactly. as I was saying, it's it's the it's the best unbeaten start and the most points Rovers have got at the start of the season. The best since the conference uh, 17 years ago. Um, and in league terms, I think the best since 1994, um, 25 years ago. So they haven't made too bad a start and certainly not going to panic now are they Uh, so no I think I think Darren Moore's demeanour is uh, is a big factor really Um, and you know Tom Anderson was making uh, a big point about that in his uh, notes in the the programme when he was interviewed in the programme saying that you know he had a real calming influence uh, on the side and his uh, own self-belief uh, shown throughout the team. Yeah, I think we felt that calmly really influences us, self at times uh, already
0: this season, and uh, I think it's exactly what they need. I think there were a few grumbles at the end of the game today, but that kind of mm. probably shows the standards that Rovers have set this season. Um, and yeah, the press on, and as you say, a very very tough one uh, on Saturday against the form team in the division. But Rovers will not be sort of cowed by that. They'll take that. They'll, you, you can see them come in and, and they will have a go against the Peter Preside that will
1: come and have a go against them. I'm sure they will, I think it's uh, a really good game to look forward to and, and just a a, little, just a pity that Rovers lost their unbeaten league record b- before that game but then again that might give them uh, you know, added impetus, added determination to, uh, to try and get the three points on, on Saturday. I mean, we had four wins in a row. It's uh, it's come unstuck a little bit with a draw and a defeat. Um, so let's hope they, you know, get back on their feet and uh, and bounce back with a with a victory on Saturday, which would be a real tremendous performance if they did.
0: Want to keep an eye on the situation with Matty Blair, who went off just after yeah. a quarter of an hour or so tonight. Um, not sure exactly. He didn't look too great.
1: It, no, that was unfortunate because he came on. In, uh, he came into the side st- first out of the season Saturday at Ipswich, and I think you know Darramore wanted to go for that pace on either side uh, in in the three behind uh, Niall Ennis with uh, with John Taylor on one side and Matty Blair on the other. And, and but he hardly had chance to settle into the game tonight before he got crocked in 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 a, in a tackle and. Uh, tried to play on but then went down again uh, under the weight of another tackle a little later on and and had to come off early uh, allowing Alfie May to come on and substitute but we'll uh, have to wait and see, see how he is
0: I think it kind of reflected and everybody knows this already that the Rovers are kind of short in those attacking areas and it were hard not to be a little bit envious looking over at Blackpool able to bring two strikers mm. on and, and two of, in, in terms of are the start of the season and, and and kind of the status in this division, uh, Nandale and uh Kaikai Kai, probably the two two, 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 a two very the, decent, strikers, uh, you know, one yeah, one of the best pairings in in the division as well. Um, but, but yeah, Rovers could. Uh, it, it is difficult that did create some chances and Nylanis had a had a decent game and now nah, it is diff- You know, you do look at sort of negatives or or kind of where you're short when when things don't go your way, but. Yeah, as we said, Rovers will press on with that one and uh, see what they can get at the weekend. again when Darren Ferguson comes back to town, Niall Mason comes back to town as well. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Uh, that's been quite a fiery fixture in recent times. It developed into quite the rivalry over the last few years. I think the the absence of a Peter Burman in or a <laughs> former Peter Burman in the dugout for Rovers have probably sort of dampened that down a little bit, but. Um, There'll be, I think there's a determination to, to get one over on each other that will certain certainly be certainly uh, from the people in the stands anyway. And we'll just, uh, yeah, see what it delivers. Reaction up already from this evening um, and plenty more to come as we build towards the weekend as well. The Free Press out on Thursday, uh, a nice interview with uh, John Taylor, talking about a difficult summer for him when... Um, he perhaps he, he, he felt as the season started he still didn't have a club and he was getting a little bit nervous about that wondering if he'd made the right sort of decisions about his own future so he, he goes into detail on that in this week's free press and uh, yeah uh, thank you very much for joining us so thank you very much again Peter mm-hmm. and uh, we shall no doubt speak after what should be a very entertaining game against Peterborough United thanks very much